All right, Imperfect Allies, I'm Chris. I'm Richie. And today we are rocking with you again with another episode. We want to really deep dive and talk about how we can build bridges, but how some of the things we traditionally love to do are actually causing some schisms. And I think, Richie, we both have basically been celebrating for the last month and a half because that's the time right it we just finished with christmas we just finished with new year's we're getting into january we're settling in and all that time is about traditions and i'm quickly finding out these traditions are what we pass on it's kind of what we carry from our past Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. real hard to break with and yeah uh i I'm curious about the traditions you have with just your family, not even discussing necessarily race and culture, but Mm. this, this season was unique because quarantining, right? 2020, it it changed the way we did things. And for me and my wife, this was our first real holiday on our own, which we are establishing our own family because we moved in the year 2020 during the pandemic. And so we're away from family and we're trying to create new traditions. But what was really ironic (laughs) is I quickly found out my wife has traditional things that she loves to do that I cannot stand. (laughs) All right. All right. Welcome to marriage, my man. Welcome to marriage. Right. <laughs> it's they always all said. about compromise. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they say it's about compromise, um, which mm-hmm. I realized that um, I compromised all of my traditions. And no, got rid- <laughs> no it, don't, don't worry, man. That it'll, it'll come around. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> well, no, I, the, the irony is my traditions are very not enjoyable and fun. I like sitting mm. and eating mm. and not mm-hmm. interacting, not doing the festive stuff. Oh, I don't have okay. the connections to the Christmas joy to the same levels that my wife did. And this year we were trying to do the best we could with the times. And so we were going from house to house, looking at uh, Christmas lights, you know, baking cookies, making gingerbread homes. And these yeah. things are, these things are traditional. And for me, they right. were, new <laughs> they yeah. were these new discoveries that just i found myself getting tired because it was learning the whole time and it was so busy and fun and we were with a few friends and so yeah. just learning a new tradition is tough you know sometimes mm. it, it yeah, was just for sure. a lot of growth for me during a time where i would prefer to do what i always did and so that was just mm. it just got me thinking on how these traditions um instill something that we don't want to change but yet we can still learn uh, a new fun tradition and and start finding the joy that others have in those traditions oh for sure man and i think i think it's uh the best definition of tradition that i've ever heard is it's democracy for the dead Mm. right it's those that have come before us their voice is still present in our lives because this is the way that we did it and that is not um that comes with the same like good and bad that kind of all things come with. Right. Yeah. So like uh, my favorite story about traditions is the, it's the, it's the ham story or, or there's a woman that makes ham and she's, she's, she's making ham Christmas ham with her daughter and she puts the ham on the counter. She cuts off the top and the bottom and puts it in a pan and puts it in the oven and, and mm-hmm. throws the two slices away 
And the daughter's like, well, why did you do that? And she goes, and the mom says, I don't, I don't know. I, that's just how my mom did it. We can ask grandma. So when they get to grandma's house for Christmas and they got the ham out, she's like, you know, grandma, why did you cut off the sides of the ham every Christmas? And she said, well, because so the ham could fit in my pan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, so some of those, so, so while it's, it's, uh, those traditions can be great and wonderful. And, and that is something that I, that family will probably cut the sides off their ham every year for the Forever. ongoing. Right. And it's a fun story and it brings joy in it and things like that. At the same time, uh, I don't want to forget that like those things uh, we can get stuck in traditions. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like yeah. there are things that we, when we're not introspective about where they come from or where we come from, if we, if we listen to only sort of one voice, Mm-hmm. you know, of that past and not know the, the historical, the historical context and things like that. I think we get into trouble and that's, uh, so, so I feel like I'm the Scrooge of this like <laughs> tradition thing because you're bringing this joy, good vibes and energy. I, and I, and I'm with you on that too. There's lots of good things that we continue to do. Like one of the traditions that I just love that I feel like is, is a, um, a worldwide thing during the Christmas time is everybody tends to be a little gentler, a little more compassionate, a little mm-hmm. bit more giving. And it's this, it's this really, cause uh, it's this really cool thing that, that sort of juxtaposes um, the sort of historically how things are, because historically Winter is like we're we're dug in. We're not going to give anything away. We're going to keep it all because because we had to because we're because we we were in survival mode for a long long time. And now as as we a lot of us even though we're broke a lot of us maybe not even have a job we're thriving comparatively to our historical uh, grandmothers and grandfathers are are you know and so that that it's become a time of giving and joy I think is a really great. Um, a great thing, but but I don't want to also I also don't want to forget that history because I think if we forget that history, it causes problems. Well, and the history gives us perspective. I mean, yeah, when you put yeah. it that way of look at how joyful we are comparatively mm-hmm. so to times where winter meant less resources and we had to fend for mm-hmm. ourselves. Right, that mm-hmm. is a huge way to look at the joy and really enjoy it. Just get mm-hmm. that perspective. And I think there was a movie that came out during the holiday season that just passed was Soul. And I knew a mm-hmm. lot of people were watching Soul on Disney Plus, And it was all about gaining that perspective of being happy with what you have and, and really mm-hmm. taking those things in. And mm-hmm. that makes me think about Christmas and Hanukkah and this time of giving. And mm-hmm. when I used to experience it, it was a given. I mean, I grew up privileged in a way that Christmas was just a time of the year. And during that time of the year, yeah, you get presents and I've never seen a tree without presents under it. So, you know, it's just, it's just a thing, right? Mm -hmm. I can't look at it with the perspective of why this could be such a joyous, beautiful thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, experiencing this time with my wife and starting our new traditions, I quickly noticed some things about the traditions that maybe there was a reason why I wasn't completely bought in before. Mm, and yeah. that 
that I find very interesting. And, and one thing about being on this podcast and we're talking about race, we talk about culture and I've mm. been adamant over the last few episodes that no individualism is going to help me grow. And I'm going to step out of this need to listen to race and, and hear race and see race. And I'm going to stand above that. Um, but during this holiday season, I am, I had internal racism that mm. stopped me from enjoying a tradition that my wife had. And it was yeah. very surreal because I was already very aware that I'm not trying to be stopped by racism. I'm not going to make it a thing. You know, I'm talking about it on this podcast because this is something that I think helps people and hopefully we can grow. But I don't want mm. to talk about race like I used to where it was surrounding and trapping me. Yeah. But me and my wife went Christmas light watching or it's a tradition, yeah. right? I, I can't even talk. I don't even know what it's called. What you, looking at Christmas lights, that might that might be more uh, fitting for how people say it. I don't. I literally don't know. People are like, how do you not do this? I, I, it's just not a thing that my sure. family did um, mm -hmm. traditionally. And you drive and you see lights, but you don't go on purpose. <laughs> right. and, and you definitely don't get out the car to gander and stare at somebody else's house. Oh, and, wow. That's next level because I don't get out the car. I mean, I'll drive around, but I don't get, <laughs> get out the car. That's good. Thank you, Richie. You make me feel a lot better. <laughs> my wife was like, no, we got to get out. We got to take photos. And that's not how my wife sounds. And I know I'm going to have a comment <laughs> from my wife. My wife is beautiful. I love her. She's amazing. All right. Y'all know who that was for. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was really hard for me to get out the car and look at these houses. Mm. And while we did it, I could not get my head up and facing the house. I was mm. staring down at the ground for majority of that experience. And me and my wife got into, you know, an argument about, you know, what are your intentions? Why are you trying to look at these houses? This doesn't make sense. This is weird. And it hit me. I don't want to be a black man standing outside of someone's house looking to be canvassing mm. the joint. Wow. And it was so emotional for me because I sure. realized, holy crap, racism has a hold on me. And it's controlling how I experience Christmas and these traditions that my wife has. And it mm -hmm. was it was unbearable because I knew I didn't want to look in those houses. I knew I didn't want to look at them. I didn't I didn't want to be seen looking at them. And it was mm -hmm. the irony was every house in California at this time had a Black Lives Matter this and a Black Lives yeah. Matter that. Wow. And my wife was like, look, no, you were supported here. And my eyes would go. But look at that sign that says suspicious activity will be reported. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm still wow, noticing man. all of these other things that are, are what I've always been taught to find and what I've always been taught mm. to see. And so mm. it was it was unbearable. I, there was nothing I could mm. do to take in this this tradition that my wife had. And towards the end, about 30 minutes in, I was like, you know what, Chris, challenge yourself. Stare at this house. Yeah. And make them call the police. Like that's that's to the level wow. that I'm gonna have to try and learn how to enjoy this. Wow. And and I I I looked at one house for you know 20 seconds. It felt like forever, um, mm -hmm. but but it was just very eye opening about how racism internally can 
change how you experience everything and how traditions are really built up based on how all this history and past has taught that tradition to you. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's really sobering, man. And I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. Cause uh, I, I think that I, I hope our, our, our white listeners hear that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I know what you're saying and that, like not trying to let racism rule your life, and, um, and like try to be, you know, get above, you know, I want to, I want to jump in with my wife's traditions. I want to be a part of what she brings to the table. I want to, I want to, um, you know, I want to participate in that at the same time, y'all's experience is so different in that area that it like that intersection is really sobering, man. And, and, uh, I, I mean, I, I commend you for sort of pushing forward for you know through it and stuff at the same time like that 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 it is even there yeah. like that you know oh wait a minute i'm in an affluent neighborhood i'm a i'm a black man in an affluent neighborhood getting out of my car this is not okay this is not safe right and, and i mean uh man and to think about you know the imperfect allies that are very adamant to say don't make yourself a victim. You're you're playing the victim. You're doing all mm. these things to be the victim. It's like no, I I I'm doing everything I can to be above that and not be impacted by that. But still, I mm. have thirty years of education from my own experience. Not to mention yeah. hundreds of years of education from my forefathers and my grandmother's teachings. And so it's. It's very hard to simplify these things, to say that yeah. a person's choices are enough in the moment because, man, Richie, I was trying so hard, but I was broken. I mean, I started crying on in the middle wow. of the street during a Christmas wow. tradition, <laughs> and, and that was wow. not because I was playing the victim. It was because I was struggling with a, a reality that my wife wasn't even experiencing. She, she was just well, standing right next to me fine. Yeah, because that's never been a threat to her. That's never been – I mean, that's just not. And I, I'm not trying to put her down or anything. That's right. not a threat to me either. I would say, like, what? why not? Like, just walk around. No, man, but, you know, and not to – I mean, you know – make light of it, but that guy's got Nautica shorts on and I'm not, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> I'm not messing with them. Exactly. I, I just don't, you know, like, cause it's not, it doesn't turn out well. Like we see it like in the news and stuff with people like those folks when, you know, walking by their affluent house, pulling out guns and stuff like that's not isolated incident. That's not one time thing. No. And, um, golly, man. And I have no control over if the Black Lives Matter sign or the suspicious activity sign is more um, compelling to that person at that time. I, 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 right. I can't do anything about what that person's genuine intentions are, because sure. in the moment they might forget that they have a Black Lives Matter sign and they might remember this is my house and someone's staring in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not comfortable mm -hmm. with that. And so it's yeah. just. It, it it's so nuanced and um you know i love that we're talking about traditions especially at the time of the year that just passed and uh mm -hmm. it's 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 just so tricky and I, we started this podcast to share perspectives and to share ideas yeah. and i i love that we keep coming to these from different angles you, like mm -hmm. no matter what 
we talk about ideas beforehand and we share and bounce ideas off of each other. But because our experiences and our histories are so different, mm-hmm. you and I have a different look at the tradition every time. And I want yeah. to adopt all the joy of Christmas that my wife has. Mm-hmm. I want to adopt mm-hmm. that so bad, but I mm-hmm. don't have the connections because black Santa Claus is a, is black Santa, not Santa. You know, it's like mm. there's so many things that make the holiday not mine. And wow, man. And it's, it's not that my parents even really forced that upon me. It's just the reality of the day and of the time. And yeah. uh, it's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's, uh, you know, on a podcast, it's hard to be, it's hard to be at a loss, of, <laughs> loss for words on a podcast, man, because it's all talking. But <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I just want to sort of speak to our listeners right now and, and hope that you hear that. Like we don't, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you know, they would, oh, let's, I'll, I'll be the, um, well, you know, that's not everybody's experience, Chris. So, you know, you just got to suck it up or whatever. At the same time, millions of people across the country are saying the same kinds of things. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, the, the folks that are in the majority, we need to hear that and we need to change that, you know, and, 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 and it's a struggle because, you know, Chris, you brought up like the Black Lives Matter in the same yard with the, you know, whatever violators will be prosecuted or whatever, you know, um, because I think I think a lot of people, a lot of white people, are in that same place. They want to be supportive. They want to be helpful. They want it. They want to. They they finally we 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 finally hear and see and want to be allies. And we just we still, you know, that both signs are still in our yard. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and and we don't know how to navigate. We know how to navigate without the Black Lives Matter poster because we can just move on. We could just move on like everything was, was always been, um, you know, we, we don't know how to move. We don't know how to move on with taking out that other sign, Yeah, you know, that appealing to authority that, that, you know, that those kinds of things where the authorities that are in place are primarily, you know, it's, it's not just my opinion. I mean, they're primarily there, um, because the history, the tradition of, of why they're there is, is really, really rocky and really damaging to a lot of black people specifically. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. What, what is a, what is an affluent white person to do with the black man standing in their yard looking at their, you know, I think it's, it's going out and saying, Hey, you, you like the lights, you know what I'm saying? Like stepping out and not being, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, I've had, I've had, black guys on my lawn that I was uncomfortable with. And I'm like, what do I do here? I just go out and say hello. <laughs> cause it's, cause we're not, di- <laughs> it's not really different. Right. Like we have a lot of different perspectives and we have, we have different history at this, but fundamentally where we're the, you know, we're the same, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, so, I, and I, I see that the alarm that I had in those moments would have easily been, calmed by you know someone who was present there that lived there say oh hey man i'm glad you you enjoy the lights yeah you know we just put this one up for this reason and it just reminds us of our favorite christmas song or christmas jingle and then Mm -hmm. you have like that through line you have that connection it's like oh this dude loves music (laughs) 
Maybe it's yeah. cold outside. That is my jam. Like, it, 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 you know, something that's subtle that we actually sure. do share. Right. And yeah. those things are there. And you were talking about how the time and the past. I don't I haven't been in this affluent neighborhood very long. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't as affluent. And that sign that says suspicious activity uh, is going to be reported. They put that sign up then because at that mm. time. That neighborhood mm-hmm. was rocky and they've had their yeah. house for 50 years. And and so they've yeah. come a long ways and they haven't taken down that sign. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we say that there are people in different times and different places at different moments. And it's the same thing with with culture and neighborhoods. And I understand that there's a time for that sign, but maybe. Maybe this neighborhood has moved past that. I don't I, I don't know. I don't live there. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just very apparent to me that I was uncomfortable in a place where I was in. They were they were probably intending for me to feel very, very comfortable. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's I think those things like we just have to we have to just keep talking to each other. That's that's really what it is like, really. And, and and accepting each other's experience as as their experience and not like some objective truth, right? Like people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the people that will that will deny or uh what's it called? Uh gaslight your experience. It's like, you know, we've gotta we gotta listen and learn versus uh, versus uh I'm gonna tell you how it is, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your experience is really this. You're you're you know black people have not been in trouble with the police for 20, 30 years, every 40 years, 50 years since, since civil rights fixed it all, mm-hmm. you know, Obama fixed it all because we have a president now. Well, that's though those let's not be so dismissive. Right. And hear hear that when like here and change, you know, change each other <laughs> for the yeah. better, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, cause I think, I think the, the voices that you hear, you hear in individualism with like, Hey man, you can do it. It doesn't matter what's in front of you. You've got the power to do it. That, that, that voice oh. is important. And in, in, uh, in the black community and it's, it, there are people that have been saying that in the black community and that are not just conservatives, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's that, that message is there, but it does get lost in, you know, it's another shooting, you know? There's another, somebody else got, you know, killed. And so things like that. And, uh, and I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think that's, we just have to keep talking to each other. Keep talking about those signs, <laughs> those signs in our yard. Cause they're sure. real. They're, they're real. And um, I, I hmm. hear that we are, you and I, Richie, we are discussing these lines. We are discussing these blurred lines that, you know, one of us see them clearly, the other one, it, it's opaque. And we don't want it to be that way. And we, and that only changes from us both talking about what we see and then communicating back and forth. But some of the things that we paint, the, the images that we create are from our past traditions that are mm-hmm. the dead talking. And it's not us. And it isn't what I made. It's what I'm used to seeing. But it's not what I yeah. wanted to see. And yeah. I think there's a lot there that we need to discuss. And you've been talking about that. Just what are some of these traditions that we are predicating out of sheer, the traditional ritual, not the actual intended desire or outcome? Well, you know, I've been looking into it over the, 
last little bit. And um, we as Americans have, we don't have a ton of traditions. <laughs> like culturally as Americans, it's so broken down um, that uh, there are, there are, we have a mishmash and things like that. But like some of the things that kept popping up were weddings. Hmm. And so where do these things come from? What's the origin of the things of like, what's the origin of, of the best man? Well, a long time ago, the origin of the best man was, was um, when a bride was given away, mm-hmm. uh, that was the person in charge of making sure she didn't leave her place where like the, the, the place that either the home or the, uh, you know, where she was kept before the wedding night. Wow. He kept guard to make sure she didn't run off to so make sure this actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, now we celebrate being the best. Man. I want to be the best man. I want to be your best man. It's a, it's an honor to us now, but it wasn't always that way. And it comes from, I, I think now from a 2021 perspective, a pretty crappy place, right? Wow. The same with the the father walking the bride, you know, down the aisle right now. Like it, 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 thinking about that with my kids, like, oh, what a wonderful, joyous time. Yeah. That was not that, it, 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 you know, traditional, when people talk about traditional marriage, um, you know, we're talking about a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, on and on back. Those were transactions. And the mm. father was handing over his property to another man. Mm. It's a trade. You know what I'm saying? It was a trade. And there were definitely, there were goods exchange and all this stuff. So I, I don't know, man, I, I there's, there's, I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I think my broader like inquiry is like, what are the things that you do in your life? Myself, you, Chris, and uh, listeners, what do we do that we just do it because mm-hmm. we just do it, you know, and, and don't challenge it. Um, if it's, if it's real, if it's the truth, it can handle the pressure. There's a guy um, that I uh, like quite a bit who, who said that. And, and and I think it's true. I think it's true. If it's true, it can handle the pressure. So where where do our political systems come from? Where do our authority systems come from? What was the history behind them? What are the, you know, why do we have police right now? Where mm. did that start? And how did it evolve to where it is now? You know, I was raised and, and, um, to believe that police were heroes, police were super men and women, uh, the good guys, right? And but if you look back on where it started, it started not sheriffs and deputies and things like that, where they're kind of controlling, helping control the sort of the area of the towns and things like that. The police, that institution, started by going after runaway slaves, hmm. and it started, um, um, you know, to to imprison. Uh, uh, black slaves and poor whites that, that those are, you know, those, those traditions. And so I, I just, I just want us to, to take a look at those things through the next week or so, or the next year, like, what are we doing? What, what political views do I hold that are traditional, traditional family values? What does that mean? Yeah. Where do those come from? You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's kind of where my head is at. Um, no, I, and I connect with that completely because as an educator, a lot of times we are working with raw materials as in the students and they're yeah. stuck in their ways 
solely because that's the way that they have been and they can't even mm-hmm. connect with why the next step is fruitful for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, the irony of being a teacher is you have age, you have you have wisdom, you have all these things that assure you that the direction you're pointing that kid in is the the, the most beneficial for them. But they mm-hmm. they attest to that completely. And so mm-hmm. I look at us in these moments as the children and we know the where now, where did the police come from? We know the why, why were they instilled? The what now is the, mm. the hardest part about that because letting go of our traditions is fearful. It's scary. And when I'm working with my students and I'm telling them, hey, this new practice, this new habit we're trying to build, it's really good for you, but I know it's scary. We're going to have to lean into that fear. And yeah, that's not easy to do without someone guiding you and without a mentor. And so- you look at all these traditions, I, I think that's a great, great thing to do to basically work through all of the things that you do as a person. What are some of the things that are rituals for you solely because mm-hmm. you have done them before, but they're at your detriment? They are actually holding you back from something greater. They might be holding our country back from something greater. And yeah, I, man. I know that to be true about a lot of things, but it's scary to even stop, look, and question. It's, I mean, religious Absolutely. leaders, that was their number one way they would protect you is by not allowing you to stop, look, and question. <laughs> you yeah, did that. Yeah. <laughs> You're a heathen. You know, um, sorry, my cats are crazy. Uh, <laughs> Jim, what's his name? Jim Kung Un, what is North Korea? I don't even have his name down. Uh, Kim Jong Un, is that right? Yeah, Kim Jong Un. He'll probably try and bomb me solely for not knowing who he is. But the way he controls his population is: don't let them know, don't let them think, don't let them question. Right? And so, yeah. in the land of the free, the home of the brave, we got to be questioning stuff. We have to be looking at the tradition, questioning them, yeah. and then thinking, "Hey, what if we got rid of this? Let's just let's percolate on this. Let's let's think a little mm-hmm. bit." Right. And even and, and and even those folks that, are, you know, that would be and myself included, that would be afraid of getting rid of a particular thing. Not everything has to be removed. We just have we may have to change it, though. Right. Like to 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 evolve it, to move it forward, to to make it better, to improve it like that, you know, um, but to to not question, to not look back at history. You know, we're in a pandemic right now that looks almost exactly like a pandemic 100 years ago. It was the same thing. It was it was people deny that it was happening. People people didn't wear masks. People traveled. They didn't care. And it killed millions of people. And we're we're, we're we are turning the corner on half a million right now just in the country alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So there so we've got to, you know, We've got to be able to question and and critique and criticize something that we love. Yeah. Like we've got to have those hard and it's not easy. If you put a tourniquet, I'm learning about like a, a bunch of like first aid stuff. If you put a tourniquet on someone, for instance, it's gonna hurt like hell. Right. Mm. It's gonna hurt. And 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 if you listen to the patient when you stop to say, Oh, it's too tight, it's too tight. If you listen to that, um, until uh except and, and just stop when they say it's too too yeah. painful. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to save that their life. Um, but if you keep going and then you do the test where you test the fingers or you check for the pulse, wherever, wherever the tourniquet is, and then you, you know, you know, keep questioning, keep questioning. 
then you can have the possibility to save their life. Same with packing a wound. The same thing. If you listen to the patient and they're yelling and screaming in pain, this is too hard. It's too painful. I get that it's painful, but we're saving your life. And I think that there's, wow. there's a parallel that with this stuff, you know, is that, um, you know, our, whether it be our political system, our education system, our, the systems that are in place, the policing system, military, things like that. Like we've got a, I think we have to, we have to change a lot of this stuff because it's based off of hundreds, if not thousands of years of tradition that, um, that is, we're giving it too much credence. We're giving mm-hmm. it too much, too, too big a voice. Yeah. Our, our voice matters too. Right. And so, um, you know, like just a, for instance, with the military, like we spend so much money on weapon development and very, very little of money is actually spent on training and, and care for the troops both during and after. Mm-hmm. Right. But when we, when we do, when we did, they do studies where they do put extra care that it's a huge difference. People are able to really like, you know, the number one suicides are, are military folks. And that's, yeah. that's awful and deplorable. And, and what they've seen is when they put money into aftercare and treat PTSD or things that happen, they, they get, that's, they're able to re-injure regular non-combat society and have like really great fulfilling lives. Um, but, but traditionally we've not done that. We've yeah. not done that. You just, you just be a man or you be, you know, you, you, you nut up and you take it and you just, you move on. Well, that, while it's a traditional attitude, it doesn't work. Yeah. We've seen, we've got, we've got data and experience that shows it doesn't work. And, um, anyway, I just, that's, that's just one, one example of, of thinking of questioning and, and where are we putting our money and our effort? Uh, the same with this, like COVID checks, like, you know, uh, there's this fight in, in the Senate right now, whether to give us, you know, $2,000 if you make under 75 mm-hmm. or 150 as a couple or, uh, or not. And I've never seen Republicans fight so hard to not give money back, like taxed money back to the people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. And it's so like, what are we, what are we holding on to? Uh, at the same time, you know, on, on the other side of the aisle, uh, people are are rallying their fist, and you, you know you you evil Republicans when they've been in Congress and they've been in the Senate for thirty years and haven't done a goddamn thing right to change yeah. any of this. So, so I, I, I maybe I'm getting off topic, but well, <laughs> there's like, a there's a huge tradition like, of keeping your job uh, at any means necessary. Yeah. I mean, there you in, go. There in you Congress. go. Right. And yeah. there's a huge tradition in policing about protect your own. And there's a lot of these yeah. traditions that we can't we are so entrenched in them. We can't even gain the perspective of someone else. And yeah. me and my wife learned this because we're in California now. And California is a very liberal place with people of all walks of life. And so a, a few friends of ours are lesbians and mm-hmm. they were sharing their experience around marriage, which is something Mm -hmm. that we hold dear because Mm -hmm. one, I'm married and my wife has been dreaming about being married forever. (laughs) Right. And we, we know these to be very common dreams for women. They're Mm -hmm. very common. Right. Well, it was eye opening to see the perspective of this marriaging, this marriage tradition from a female's perspective who has said since they were young, they knew 
they weren't able to get married. There was nothing they could do to get married. So why would they mm. celebrate the idea and the rituals of marriage? They didn't imagine themselves walking down the aisle. They didn't imagine themselves mm. throwing a bouquet. They didn't imagine themselves having a ring because anytime they had that imagery in their head, they were instantly hit with the truth that that's illegal. <laughs> you That is completely wow. illegal. And so until yeah. they were grown adults, when it actually changed in 2015, five mm-hmm. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So unless you're five mm-hmm. and gay, <laughs> there is no yeah. reason to have grown up with this memory that this was a possible mm-hmm. thing for you. That changes that traditional perspective completely. And it was very Absolutely. humbling and sobering for us because we've been, we have been the people that have said, oh my God, marriage is so powerful. It is so good. It is the me- one of the best things that you can do as a couple. And right. we really are excited for you to get to that place. And for someone to say, well, that's, that's actually not a place that we're really looking to explore because it's mm-hmm. not something we've ever been able to lean on as a truth. And who knows if it, it, it might be ripped away in, uh, with yeah. a, 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 a president signing something. And so, right. you know, these are perspectives on traditions that we hold dear and love. But these perspectives mm-hmm. allow us to really come down to the brass tacks of why are these traditions here? What is it that we want to communicate from our tradition, right? Me and my wife really want to say having an everlasting partnership where both people are bought in to the end Mm -hmm. is really, really good for your psyche. (laughs) It's really Mm -hmm. healing for you and Mm -hmm. it allows you to plan for a future family. We're not yeah. talking about the actual walking down or the, the the actual dress you get to wear or the fact that your best man can stand outside of your your uh, <laughs> future wife's room and say you ain't going anywhere. No, that's not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. celebrating that. And the irony right. of that is, I had to pick between my best man. I have a lot of longtime friends, and mm-hmm. it was tough. It was tough. And yeah. now that I know the traditional yeah, criteria, I would have changed who I picked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, well, and also but, too, like, and I, and I think uh, another thing that popped up while you're talking was, you know, if, if tradition is democracy of the dead, we have to listen to more voices because there is a lot of indigenous folks out there that had a place in uh, a complete place in society for gay, trans people that intersex, things like that, that we, that have been silenced by the majority of people that are straight. And so, um, those voices are, I, I, I think those voices are crying out now and we're hearing those there's, you know, starting to hear those as, as, as a globe, as a, as one sort of uh, species <laughs> on the planet. Uh, and that's another thing too. I think we need to, you know, people say, well, it's traditional that we, that gays aren't married. Well, um, how far back are we looking? How, how far in human mm-hmm. history are we looking last 2000 years? Okay. But what about the 250,000 years? Yeah. About the last, yeah. you know, this is, you know, this idea of, 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 of everybody straight is an invention. Mm-hmm. It is a modern invention. Uh, and one I was susceptible to one I thought and believed wholeheartedly. I was, I was in that camp cause I, that's what everybody in my life was telling me, yeah. you know? And so, and so that's why I think it's so important to to question and not just necessarily push back even just to know, oh, well, that's, did you know that's where we came from? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, the, the image that pops in my head all the time is how we eat bananas and how apes eat bananas. Mm-hmm. 
we eat bananas. We tear off the, the stem from the thing. We tear off the top. They don't, have you ever seen a, a monkey eat a banana? No, I haven't. They flip that bad boy around and they, they pinch the top of the bottom, what we think is the bottom, and it's way easier to peel that banana. It's a <laughs> hundred times easier to peel that banana. Wow. Right? But, but we don't, we don't, we're not including all those voices. We're not asking those questions. We're just, we're just saying, Oh, you said, Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, mom, dad, grandma said it. everything's okay. Okay, fine. That's, we that's interesting keep- because yeah. the, the monkey is a derogatory term from my perspective, because what sure. it is saying to you is that you are subhuman. Mm-hmm. You are unintelligent. Mm-hmm. And you're telling mm-hmm. me humans have been the dumbest people to eat bananas? <laughs> like, wait, yeah, what? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what that's saying is that the idea that monkeys are even less evolved than us, <laughs> right, is right. an a invention. And absolutely, they absolutely. know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's absolutely, powerful. man. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's so. So, so, folks. I mean, I, I hope you have a, you know. I hope this year, I know it's been ups and downs. It's been ups and downs for me personally. Um, I've seen um, tragedy. I've seen miracles. And, um, you know, this this 2021, we're not all the way through it. But this year, things are going to get better. I really believe that. And 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 not just because of somebody in the White House. Not, I, think, I think things are moving in that direction. I think we're entering into a time, not only in the country, but in humanity, where Things are moving uh, toward justice, uh, toward equity, um, toward a, toward a more peaceful uh, society uh, across the globe, and 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 one where our, our differences, uh, cultural differences, are celebrated. Uh, and I may sound like people like, no, no, China's going to nuke us all. I get that. I get. <laughs> I hear that perspective. Um, I hear that perspective. But I, I think I think if we see if we look back on twenty twenty in it's it's if you look up the definition of apocalypse it's absolutely an apocalypse hmm. uh uh we had people like never before uniting together and saying we've got to change we've got to make things new and we got to make things different and um that that is that and more that we saw this last year it brings me hope you know brings me hope and that tradition i don't want to i don't want to let go of that tradition of hope hmm. for this time this time of year yeah, definitely. I love that. And, you know, I, on this podcast, we we're called imperfect allies for a reason is because mm. our subconscious does some imperfect things a lot of times. And and you might be listening to our podcast and your subconscious tells you that ain't right. That, that mm-hmm. I don't I don't hear that. I don't connect with that. There's something wrong there. Those mm. those thoughts are OK because they're your natural thoughts. But I want you to challenge those traditional thoughts that you have. And they're not traditions, maybe because it's what everyone's talking about, and there's a banner. It's a, it's a traditional thought because it's innate with you. It's an it's innate with the culture that you come from. And I know mm. personally, the culture I came from is a straight culture, and I'm from Texas. Mm. And so being out here, I've I've looked at this world I'm in in California differently, and with some skepticism as my traditions want me to. And absolutely. The, the craziest thing about it, I I think about the stories of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Like those things mm. percolate in my mind so quickly. Like, mm, yeah. you know, we're, we're moving into these directions where it sounds like we're heading to the Old Testament. That's what I'm noticing. And then I connect the, the perspective of the Sand Talk book that we 
uh, dug into in one of our candids. And I started thinking, mm-hmm. wait a second. Do I fear Sodom and Gomorrah from the perspective of God or from the perspective of man's civilization? Do I fear the toppling of Babylon from mm. the perspective of my religion or the perspective that one day the society I have built will crumble, right? One day the powerful mm. elites will fall and they want me to know that that is despair. Like, where do these traditional thoughts come from? Because that's 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 what I've been working with because I know <laughs> Deep down, when I think of when I think of gay marriage, that that subconscious traditional voice says, Chris, you better be careful out there because this Mm. is a problem. But Mm. I'm now looking at this tradition and saying, you know what? There's some sand talking people. There's some indigenous people that have been dealing with these traditions for years. And from their Mm. perspective, the civilization crumbles regardless because eventually we wise up and realize that there's a bunch of different type of people and society's forced hierarchy doesn't work. It just, it just Oh, it, we have a church in here, man. I, you know what I mean? It just doesn't work. And that's okay. Man, that's, that, yes, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, man, you nailed it. And if y'all have not read Sand Talk, uh, I would encourage you to read it. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that book probably quite a bit for, for a while. Um, yeah. It's a red, it's a red pill. So be careful, but, uh, uh, for sure it's a red pill, but, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. You nailed it. That's it. That's it. It's real. It's real. Uh, and, and it's scary to nail it. It's scary to have these comp, these conflicting thoughts, but it's really yeah. helpful and healthy to have a full perspective of my civilization. Cause one, I'm very happy. I get to play PlayStation five all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can yeah, overeat yeah. all the delicacies mm-hmm. from all different cultures, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm not no hate to Native Americans, but I know they weren't getting Uber Eats, the uh, you know orange chicken, yeah. or curry. You know, like they didn't have that, yeah. and and so right. I'm aware of the globalization and the society has so many benefits, but I'm also aware that maybe a lot of these struggles and strifes we're seeing aren't because those people are bad. But it's just life Correct. being human. It's, it's, mm. There's a lot of us, and we're from all over the place with different walks of life, and our traditions don't always line up. And it's okay, and it's okay for us to be fighting and arguing as long as we come back and talk and say, you know what, let me let me share my perspective. Have you heard of this podcast, Imperfect Allies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, man, that's a – yeah, man, I do. And that's a good, that's a good start, man. I mean, that's – and really – going back, I'll just, I'll circle back one more time is talking to each other. It's really listening to each other, not just like, um, uh, not just giving lip service, not just, uh, you know, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But really trying to, to internalize the experience of others and put yourself in those shoes, um, and, and connect and, and believe one another, believe, believe black people when they talk about what their experience, believe women when they talk about their experience, believe Christians when they talk about their experience, you know what I'm saying? Believe Muslims, believe, believe, you know, believe them. Like, believe white people. <laughs> believe, believe white people. White people have a I mean, perspective. I mean, they do. They do. And so, um, you know, you, we can't just be dismissive. We can't, we got to listen. And it's painful. It's not, it's not, 
it's not pretty and it's, it's not always pretty and it's not always joyous at the same time. I think it's going to lead us to those places. So, uh, man, thank y'all so much for listening to us. Uh, we're going to have some, I've got some great guests coming up in, in the next, next couple of weeks. I'm very excited about it. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can, if you can please support us on Patreon, what that's, what we're trying to do with that money is trying to get this, uh, production values up. So, so, you know, it's produced, everything sounds great for you consistently, uh, trying to bring some, some, uh, just higher quality audio and video to you, uh, more check content. us out on our, yeah, more content, things like that, more opportunities to talk to us, uh, over the next year, coming up years. Uh, if you can't, you know, we understand completely, just hit us up on iTunes with those five stars. Just let, let people know that you, what you think about the podcast that helps so, so much. That gets us on lists and more, more viewers and listeners and just helps even with no money that helps tremendously. Share, share your, your, uh, timestamps. When you, you hear something that blows you away, don't, don't forget mm-hmm. the timestamp because, you know, your friends are going to listen and they're going to want that timestamp, too. And so, you know, let's just open yeah. up. Let's communicate. Let's share. Again, Patreon, we have tons of candidates where we go deeper and we talk about different things and we, we share some books that we're reading. But if you can't just share us, connect with us, keep listening. Mm-hmm. We're the imperfect allies and we just love what we're doing and we love this community that we're growing. So thank you all so much. Thank you all. Peace. Peace.